Hi, hello and welcome. This is the Zonecast where we interview emerging Canadian professionals, entrepreneurs and academics. And uh, today we have with us on the show uh, Sondurin Fenerada. He is the creator of the uh, Canadian Rider YouTube channel. Uh, hi, Sondurin. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hey, Solomon. Thanks for having me again. I'm really excited to talk to you about uh, kind of my experience on YouTube and what that actually looks like for a lot of people. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited to learn more about uh, your YouTube channel. I've been there. I've seen some of the videos. And uh, now I want to understand the content and the business and the marketing side of it. Uh, so can we start by talking about your professional and personal background? Sure, yeah. So um, right now I'm actually the product marketing lead for Kira Systems. Uh, we're a powerful machine learning technology that helps uh, organizations and law firms extract relevant information from their contracts and documents. Uh, and we talked about that previously on another episode of your show. Um, and a little bit of my history before that, I was an accountant before. And, you know, I worked at Canada Revenue Agency. I worked at a public accounting firm. And during that time, I realized, uh, you know, I actually like marketing. And that's what actually got me into my path of product marketing. And it actually all started, Solomon, with my, you know, going into the waters of YouTube and telling stories and making video content. And that started up with my small business as well. Uh, so since then, since I started my YouTube channel, uh, Canadian Rider, in December 2015, out of a passion of just, you know, making videos, telling stories, providing really good, engaging content, um, I built up a following of over, I think, 23,000 active subscribers now. Uh, 5 million video watches and 20 million minutes watched around the world. Uh, so it's been exciting. And I've actually learned a lot uh, in terms of digital marketing, SEO, uh, that has helped me not only in building and growing my YouTube channel, but also in my day-to-day activities at Kira and my previous companies like Intellex Technologies and Microsoft Canada. All right. Uh, can you talk more about your YouTube channel, What what this channel is about? What kind of content do you upload and how did this uh, idea came about? Yeah, so it really started um, with my hobby and my passion around cars, uh, car detailing and motorcycles. Um, one of my small businesses that I started uh, earlier on uh, while I was an accountant was a car detailing business. So I did you know, services like polishing, compounding, removing your scratches from your paint of your car, uh, cleaning the inside interiors and all that stuff. And then I proceeded to look into selling uh, and making my own product. So I actually created my own product line, the contrast detailing product line that included like wheel cleaner, car shampoo, uh, vinyl restorer and all that. So I, I went ahead and created an online store. And really, once I started doing all this, I realized, you know what, I, I really like uh, marketing and I really wanted to tell a story. So I started making videos and I created a channel called Canadian Rider. And uh, Canadian Rider, essentially starting out of my passion of motorcycles uh, and cars, it was it's really a channel I just started organically because I wanted to share my learnings because I was an expert of car detailing. And I knew a lot of people, and especially my friends, are asking me questions all the time, like, how do I do this? How do I remove these scratches? How do I keep my car protected? How do I keep my motorcycle protected? So I started putting kind of the answers to those questions uh, on YouTube and started building a platform there. And I it started with a passion and it still is a passion of mine. I, I do it off the side of my desk while I'm doing other things. And uh, that's how it really all started. And now, you know, from nothing to now, and it's been about almost five years now of 
promoting content and creating videos. Uh, I'm at, at the stage where it's like a lot of people are enjoying the content. A lot of people around the world message me on a daily basis and, you know, they ask questions and I'm just helping people um, with their passions and helping people out and telling stories. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of the content um, on your uh, YouTube channel is about uh, the Audi R8 that you drive and, you know, and you sh- you share the whole process of buying it and maintaining it and because it is a high end car and it requires you know a certain a certain level of knowledge so uh tell us more about the different kinds of videos that you've made i saw one video where um, you know you talk uh, i think you talked about you know how you keep your car nice clean and maintained and then i think there was a video about you know uh, a particular pullover experience that you had. So when you're trying to create videos, like what do you have in mind and w- what you're trying to aim for? Yeah, for sure. So like in terms of my videos, and it all starts again with what I'm actually passionate about, right? So some of the videos that you'll find on the channel all have to do with either motorcycles, cars, or detailing. So first off, it has to fit within that realm because I'm not going to be making videos I'm really not interested about. Again, this is like my hobby. But yeah. when you're thinking about you know, this is my hobby, but I also want to grow it and I want to learn and I want to take those experiences and learning into my day job. You know, I started looking at, okay, what are the things that people are looking for? Looking at the long string keywords, short string keywords, some of the broader keywords that people are searching for. And I identified some gaps in terms of what, what content is there and what content isn't there. You may think in your head, you know, YouTube must have every video to ever exist at this point, right? You can find the answer. And while that can be true for some subjects, a lot of the times very specific niche categories and subjects aren't actually, uh, there's no content created for that. So there's a bit of strategy around like, okay, if you were to create a video, uh, what type of video would that be? That would be what I would call an evergreen video. I think a good example of this is like one video that I have that has over a million views now is the best way to fix paint chips on your car. So this is obviously something that I dealt with and it was a problem for me because I was an obsessive and I still am an obsessive car enthusiast. And it's a question that was asked by me by a lot of my friends. So I made a video about it. And I know that that video has a good lifetime of use. Um, It's not going to be outdated by maybe some, you know, it's not a market trigger event or it's not tied to a specific point in time, but it's a video that can last a long time. And I find that creating a lot of that content has helped me grow the channel to a degree that I wouldn't have been able to grow it um, if I just focused on videos that are very timely or specific to a certain point in time. Um, and so creating that collection of videos, like for car detailing, for example, which is like, how do I clean my leather seats? How do I protect my leather seats? How do I polish my paint? All of these things are you know, questions that people will ask themselves today, tomorrow, and maybe five, ten years from now. And so those videos just stay on YouTube, and as people watch them, they rank up organically, right? The more people are watching the videos, the more people are spending time watching the videos, the more this shows up on your recommended homepage, on your YouTube page, whether you're at home or on your computer. Um, And that's really like kind of the strategy around what I've been trying to do on the early stages of this channel is build that content that's evergreen, that's long form, that provides a lot of great value. Um, and then you add that with other timely content as well, right? 
Um, and that's kind of how I've, I've taken off on that front. And actually, it was really nice. YouTube awarded me uh, with the Creator on the Rise Award uh, September 2018 um, because they saw that. And they saw lots of people started watching my videos um, because they were helpful. Um, and that's one thing that, you know, besides a lot of the videos on my channel are really uh, they're inspiring, uh, they can get you excited, but they're also very thoughtful and they're very helpful videos for a lot of people. Yeah, no, absolutely. I've seen uh, some of the videos and definitely there is something that uh, that the person was watching can learn in terms of, you know, car detailing, car maintenance, you know, car uh, purchasing a pre-owned car. Uh, you know, so th- definitely uh, some interesting tips and insights, not just a, a purely entertainment channel, but it also has some kind of like educational value. Um, now, you mentioned that you have more than 23,000 uh, subscribers. Uh, and I guess so the question is, like, how do you um, grow your channel? Is it simply about, you know, keep posting good content regularly and let the channel grow organically? Or are there other tips and techniques that you employ to promote the channel to or to uh, attract more traffic? Yeah, that, that's a great question. I get this question a lot by my friends. And I think the biggest thing here is that you have to understand how the YouTube algorithm works. And the YouTube algorithm works in a way where it makes sense. So a lot of people ask, wait, how do you, you know, get more subscribers or what does success mean on YouTube? Is it the people liking your video? Is it the people subscribing to your channel? Is it the amount of views you have on your video? And all of those things, I think, are small aspects to it. But at the end of the day, the YouTube algorithm actually cares about one thing um, like as the highest priority, and that's actually watch time. So watch time, if you think about it, is an extremely important metric, not just for YouTube, but it's an important way for YouTube to understand um, how important your content is to the viewer and how engaging it is and so that way the eyeballs are locked on the video and that means advertisers have a higher chance of showing their ads in front of the person watching it so youtube really like rewards people that create content where if somebody clicks on the thumbnail of that video and they watch that video for a very long time if you know ideally to completion youtube rewards you right YouTube rewards you for creating that content and it'll recommend your video to more people that have similar interests. So if I think about in general, like overall, my strategy around this, and I feel like it feels awkward saying my strategy around building on my YouTube channel, because again, I do it with a passion, but I also do want to grow it. The strategy mm-hmm. in general is just create good content that's valuable, informative, and it's what people expect. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so I guess for every video that you upload, Google, uh, YouTube is tracking how much was spent watching that video by different users. That I guess that is something that YouTube is looking at. Absolutely. It's it's the number one metric that YouTube focuses on on its algorithm, and it's one of the things that you know every content creator on YouTube is always focused on. And you probably remember, like maybe a couple years ago, three, four, five years ago, even. You know, sometimes there's clickbait, right? You hear that term all the time yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. Either the thumbnail is super clickbaity and it's like the thumbnail deceives you and the thumbnail looks like it's something, but when you click on the yeah. video, it's not what you were expecting. Or the title of the video is something, 
but when you actually go into the video, it's not what you're expecting. Well, that's actually super bad to have on YouTube now. And I know in the past it may have not been so bad, but since the YouTube algorithm constantly changes, maybe every year or two years they revise it, um, you don't see that anymore because that means somebody's clicking on your video, they watch it for five seconds or ten seconds or whatever that period is, they realize that this is not what they clicked on, and they bounce, and they're not watching your video anymore. And YouTube will actually kind of downgrade your video in terms of will it recommend this video to other people again with the same interest? And the answer is no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess they don't want these videos which appear to be interesting or something, and then when you watch it, they turn out to be something else. So what still happens on YouTube, but I guess yeah, if YouTube is wants is smart, they would definitely want to reduce that kind of uh, you know uh, deception and bad user experience. Uh, so it's it's interesting. Um, when you started your YouTube page, did you receive any kind of like support or like training or education from YouTube or resources from YouTube to learn about uh, um, how to make it? your own on the go yeah so you you cut out a little bit there but i think i got the full question youtube does provide creators with resources um that they can use to kind of help prepare them make videos give you tips and tricks but you know when i started the channel uh it was a lot of learning just on my own right like in terms of not only shooting the videos so you need to have an awareness and you need to learn about all the stuff that you need in order to make a good YouTube video or a video in general, right? You need the camera equipment. You need the right microphones. You need the right lighting. You need the right computer. You need the right software. You need to learn how to use the software. You need to learn how to edit. And then over time, you need to try to learn how to do that all super efficiently. Um, one thing that I haven't really talked about yet with you, Salman, is around um, the algorithm around frequency of upload. So one thing that, you know, many, I'd say, beginning uh, YouTube creators start doing is, great, they want to start a YouTube channel, and they start creating content, and they don't see traction right away, and then they stop, right? And that's, it's maybe it's a human nature, right? Uh, Salman, maybe you start a YouTube channel tomorrow, and you post, you know, six videos over the next six weeks, with one video a week, which is kind of the recommended frequency for YouTube. But then you stop seeing traction. Like you don't see the growth in views and you're, you're making these videos and you're putting all your effort into them and they're really informative and helpful. Um, but you haven't seen the growth in the view count. So you stop, you stop uploading. Um, one of the things that YouTube actually looks at is your upload frequency. So having a consistent frequency, almost like a TV channel, it, it really helps YouTube say to, or it really informs the algorithm that you are a creator of content on a frequent basis. And that will also help go ahead and put you in the recommended section um, for people that are interested to watch the video. So frequency is really important. A good example of this, Salman, that video I just talked to you about, the best way to uh, fix paint chips on your car. I put out that video mm-hmm. and, you know, the first three, four months, it was under 5,000 views. It just slowly started ramping up, right? It it only started to really skyrocket once YouTube figured out, like, wow, those first few people have watched this video almost in its entirety, you know, along with the other pieces in the algorithm, like likes, how many people subscribed, et cetera. 
watch time, then it started recommending that video at a higher degree. And then as more people watched, more people confirmed and validated that this video is super helpful by the metrics, and it continued to be recommended again. So that's why it's really important that when I think for creators early on, like people that do want to start a YouTube channel is like, you know, don't give up, right? If you like doing it and it's a passion of yours to do it, don't stop just because the YouTube channel isn't getting or your videos aren't getting as many views as you want, right? You want to do it because you're passionate about doing it and you enjoy that you're helping people out. Um, so that's, that's what keeps me making my videos, right? Like at this point, I make videos uh, on a every two-week basis, and I, I try to put them out there, and I keep to a level of consistent quality, and my videos are either impactful, they are educational, they are exciting to some degree on a bunch of different various topics, but I try to keep a frequency of my uploads. I think frequency is another trait that you need to focus on as a YouTube creator, as a small YouTube creator or a big YouTube creator. Mm-hmm. Mentioned that the frequency is about one. Uh, if some would say more than that or less than that, that affected their the the popularity of their YouTube channel or how their videos are recommended. Do if they do it too much, do they come across as a spammer to the YouTube algorithm? Yeah. So there's there's no actual like uh, you know written down procedure around what exactly the YouTube algorithm identifies as positive or negative. Um, but it is general understanding that the ideal frequency for a channel to upload is once a week. And some creators upload more than that. Some creators uh, upload less. And that general sense is kind of renowned around the community. So posting once a week, twice a week, or, uh, you know, once every two weeks, like how I post right now with my schedule, and sometimes these can change, is is what you're doing. Now, again, to be very clear, Salman, like, I do this channel on the side, right? This is not my full-time job. So it's tough for me to, like, commit sometimes to one day, uh, one video a week. But where I can mm-hmm. commit to is, like, you know, one video every two weeks. Because um, there's a lot of work in the background. I know you look at a YouTube video... And you think about what you can learn in terms of marketing. And this actually started how I I got into marketing. But you need to have the right thumbnail. You know, that's the cover of your book. When you go to Indigo, you're looking at the cover of all these books. There's millions of books in front of you. You know, what is the first book that you're going to look at? The first impression is always the cover. So it's a similar thing on YouTube with the thumbnail. Think about how many times you're on YouTube and you, like, scroll through all of these videos that you could potentially watch and all of these videos are competing for your time. So your thumbnail has to be very impactful. It has to stand out from the crowd, but it can't be, you know, misleading. It can't be what the video is not. And the title of the video and all of these things actually kind of reflect in what I'm doing with my job, right? How do I right now as a product marketing lead at Kira, how do I get my prospects to connect with us? How do I resonate with them? It's a similar thing here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, can you hear me? Oh, I think we disconnected. I can hear you now. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so uh, another thing that I want to mention is like I've seen the videos that you've made and 
obviously one key aspect is to have good content but also it helps to have videos that are professionally that you definitely have some good editing skills so the importance of putting an order of software solutions you use to edit videos through the youtube studio or do you that to edit your videos sorry solomon i don't know if it's uh, my connection but you're really breaking up there i couldn't hear that Give me one sec. Yep, I've just uh, switched my internet connection, so I should be back now. Much better. I can hear you loud and clear. All right, perfect. Yes, I was uh, I was talking uh, uh, mentioning earlier. I've seen your videos, and in terms of the uh, for a good video, I think no, you need good content, but you also need videos that are like more professionally edited. And I've seen your videos, and it seems like you definitely have some video editing skills. Uh, so, can you talk about um, how you edit your videos? Are you using YouTube Studio, or are you using any particular software? or programs to produce and edit your videos. So can you can you talk about that? Yeah, for sure. So YouTube doesn't necessarily have a training on how to edit your videos. I think every content creator or every aspirational YouTube creator will want to create the best content they can. But it's it's a learning process over time. Like, you know, Solomon and I started recording videos on not the greatest camera with no built-in or with no external microphone and no proper lighting. Um, but now I look at the videos I'm making now. I invested in a camera. I invested in microphones. I invested in lighting. And you do all these different things and you learn on the go, right? I didn't necessarily um, learn everything I wanted to do with Adobe Premiere Pro, which is the video editing software I use. But I learned it on the go. And actually, a lot of the things that I've learned over time with the YouTube channel helped me with my marketing career, right? Like, I just talked to you about, like, the thumbnails, the the positioning of the video text. What are those long uh, string keywords you need to focus on and analyze? What, understanding what people are searching for. Creating the content. Like, I can make videos really quickly now. I can take, you know, a session that I shoot maybe about how to clean your car properly. I can shoot all of that and edit it almost in the same day at this point. Um, but it, it does take time. And the, the only person that's really going to teach you is yourself. And this was just me going on the Internet. And we all have the power of this amazing thing called Google and just researching and trying to do better in what you do and provide a better production quality for your videos. Because uh, I explained that I love telling stories. And the best way to tell stories um, is through video. I've always had a passion for video. I've always had a passion for video editing. And that's kind of this YouTube channel allows me to express that in a way through my hobbies, through cars, detailing, traveling, um, and motorcycles. Mm-hmm. Um, so for, for some people, you know, they might be using uh, creating YouTube pages as a hobby, um, you know, as a hobby project. 
but some people might also be doing it, you know, as a business or as a career. So, mm-hmm. um, can you talk about, you know, how people can, can explore YouTube uh, as, as a, as a business or as a career and how does the monetization strategy work? Sure. Yeah. I can definitely talk about that. So number one, I'd say about YouTube as a career, I would say if you're going into YouTube and you're thinking about it, doing it for your career and to really make money from it, make sure it is something that you like doing, right? It it may not be for everybody. Like, do you like going out there, recording videos, telling the story about a certain topic? You have to make sure, number one, you actually like doing that. If you don't, this job is going to be a very tedious one for you and you're not going to enjoy it in the long term and you're going to quit. It's especially important in the beginning where a lot of creators, maybe they don't love what they're doing enough where they continue on, right? And I talked to you about that earlier. You may do, you know, six videos in the first six months. And if you actually love what you're doing and you love being this creator about this certain topic, you're going to continue on regardless what the numbers have for you in the beginning. And most of the time, Solomon, unless, you know, some bluebird event happens, it's going to take time to build up your channel. It's going to take time for YouTube to understand who you are, how valuable the content is that you provide, etc. So my advice around that in terms of the career, make sure you actually love doing it. Make sure that you love video recording. Make sure you love telling stories and make sure you love the topic that you're doing it about, number one. In terms of monetization, um, you can monetize YouTube in a variety of different ways. So I'll kind of explain some of the ways that I've been monetizing through YouTube but some additional ways that other creators can also look to monetize via YouTube. Uh, so number one, and the most obvious one, is through Google AdSense or Google Revenue. And this is from the ads that you see on your YouTube videos. So Solomon, if you go on a video right now, you may get an ad before you actually watch the video. You'll get some of those mid-roll ads that happen in between the videos. And creators, mm-hmm. by, the way, by the way, are like really strategic about where they put those mid-roll ads. Like maybe uh, somebody is in the video saying, great, we're going to go see this right now. Stop. The ad plays. And as Mm -hmm. a watcher, you're still hooked. Like, oh, I want to see what he's going to talk about. Show me, you know, this car. Show me this motorcycle that he's going to talk about. I'm going to watch this ad. And they place it very strategically. And then the ads at the end of the video. So that's like one stream, and that's the Google Display Network. Those advertisers are paying you money to show their ads on your video. So that's one. The other way that you can do this is through uh, Amazon affiliate links or just a, an affiliate program in general with a bunch of different partners. Uh, so an example, maybe I make a video around how to properly clean your wheels and I use a specific wheel cleaner in the video. And I say in that video, you know, check out in the description box down below. You can find the products that I've used in this video. Now, when someone clicks on those links, Solomon, if they buy that actual product, I get a kickback from Amazon. Maybe that's 8 to 10% kickback on that product. But mm. even if that person that clicked on that link for that Amazon affiliate link, if they don't buy that product, any product that they buy within 48 hours, I get a kickback. A, a lower percentage kickback, but I get a kickback. So that's another way to go ahead and monetize um, your videos. The third way, which I actually also do, is through partners. Um, through a whole bunch of my different videos, I've partnered with leading brands in the industry in terms of car detailing, um, in terms of motorcycles, and in terms of other products. 
some of those uh, companies are like BC Racing, which provides coilovers, and they provided coilovers for my cars. Um, a bunch of dash cam companies, which I've worked with, like BTI, Blackview, Thinkware, a bunch of car detailing product companies like Optimum and 3M Canada. And those people can either partner with you and say, you know, we want you to do a video of our product. We'll send you the product for free. We'll pay you a certain amount of money and you can create a video for us. So that's another way you can actually go ahead and monetize and create content by, you know, expanding through your partner network, which is another great thing. The fourth option is through um, apparel and merchandise. A lot of YouTubers also use merchandise and apparel as another monetization stream. Uh, so if you build a brand, and that's really important in terms of brand building, if you build a brand about your identity and who you are on YouTube and there's you have a following, people will buy you know your sweaters, your T-shirts, your baseball caps, and all this stuff. And actually, YouTube partners with uh, Teespring to create all of that for you so you don't actually have to have that inventory where they ship out the products on demand to your subscribers or viewers that want the products and you get a kickback of that as well. Um, and there's a whole bunch of different ways that people end up monetizing on top of this, you know, through other social media platforms like Instagram or Patreon where people can donate um, for your videos that are coming up and a whole bunch of different ways. But essentially the ways to monetize and create your brand, not just in YouTube, but through other channels as well, is almost endless. Um, but again, I, I really want to stress this, and I think this is important, especially for newer people coming in and wanting to create a YouTube channel. These are things that you should not really be thinking about will give you uh, any major impact of revenue in the beginning. So it's good to start thinking about this. It's good to start building in those best practices and putting in affiliate links, working with partners and, and starting all this and creating a structure for yourself to create for every single video. But don't think that it's just going to, you're going to be rolling in a lot of money when you start. It's, it's definitely something that you have to invest in in the beginning. Um, create great content. Um, love what you're doing. And over time, you will see kind of the snowball effect. And, and I love the analogy of, you know, you're at the top of the hill, you've created your little snowball, and you let the snowball roll down. And it's going to take time, and you need to keep pushing that snowball, but over time, it's going to build up, and it's going to build up, and it's going to build up, and you'll end up building a community um, that loves your content and videos. Um, and that's kind of, at the end of the day, what I'm hoping to do is just create a great community of people um, where I can help educate um, tell stories and bring some excitement and join people's lives. Mm-hmm. So the AdSense uh, arrangement that you mentioned is definitely interesting. I'm curious, like if let's say a particular creator allows certain ads on your video, let's say two or three ads, is there like a specific compensation that they receive per ad? And so that's one thing. And the other thing is like, um, obviously, you mentioned different options that um, people can explore for monetization, but is it really something that can be like an independent career for a person, or is it something that could be like a side hustle that you can use for additional income, but it may not be to the point where you can rely, use it for your sole income? So if you can talk about that. Sure. So I'll answer the first question around uh, kind of the revenue around the ads. 
Yes, uh, you can place ads strategically within the video to help optimize and improve your monetization on each individual video. But you also have to realize and you have to play this fine balance of if you have so many ads on your video, will you get people to jump out of your video, reducing that important metric called watch time that we talked about? Yeah. Um, so that's something to consider. In terms of uh, supplementing your income currently or actually having this as your full-time job, and this is just based on my experience talking with creators um, of my size, but also creators that are much larger than me. I think if you're really going to invest in this to be something that will help sustain you as your full-time job, you need to have, and again, the subscriber number is not the number that's correlated to if you can do that, but I can give you a ballpark. I think if you get to around something along the lines of, 50,000 to 60,000 subscribers, probably mm-hmm. that's the very, very low end, um, but more ideally 80 to 100,000 subscribers, then yeah, this can be your full-time job for sure. Like absolutely it can be your full-time job. Um, wow. you, you'll have multiple revenue streams coming in um, that should be able to sustain you uh, quite easily actually. Like I know for a fact, like, you know, when I look at, YouTube videos and I see these creators right now, anyone over a hundred thousand subscribers, in my opinion, and they could still have their full-time job, right? Which is something else that might be unrelated. Like I know that they will be making enough money to sustain themselves as a full-time. And I've seen personally some of my friends that hit that mark of 60 to 80,000 subscribers and they quit their jobs. They said, I'm going to focus on YouTube full-time now. Um, but like for me personally, uh, like with the content and where I am at now with the channel and I, I love my career and I love what I'm doing in terms of product marketing, um, at Kira and just in product marketing for my future. Uh, it is just right now supplemental income and I do it on the side for fun and I just love doing it. I've been doing it for the last five years, but is it something that could potentially, you know, have me say I can do this full time in maybe two or three years? Absolutely. And I think that's up to the creator. Um, to decide at that point what they want to do in, for the rest of their lives, right? Um, which is pretty cool. So I hope that gives you kind of a range of like, you know, how feasible is that? And I think, you know, 80 to 100K subscribers, most likely, those people, yes, it's feasible to go full time. So you can imagine how much money uh, and how lucrative it is for some creators that are out there with 500,000 subscribers, a million subscribers, and I'm sure you've heard about some of the biggest YouTube creators out there and they make millions on millions of dollars through the whole different areas of how they can, you know, promote their brand and get advertisers to pay to promote themselves and their products on these channels or on these brands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess, so I guess, I guess the answer is like, you know, you can make it into a full-time career or the, your only career if you, reach a particular size um the other question that i had is let's say once someone starts uh, their youtube channel how long could it be on average before they see some kind of sizable revenue could are we talking like three months six months uh one year uh how long before they see a sizable financial return well what's sizable to you salman (laughs) sizable could be a bunch of different things to different people like right now where i'm at i think i have a sizable uh incremental income out of my youtube channel but not something that can sustain me permanently just doing it by itself right now 
Um, but I can also tell you, you know, the first two, three years, it's, it's almost next to nothing. Right. And that's why I mentioned to you how important it is that you're doing this because you love doing it, not because you're in it for the money. Um, if you want and you're thinking about a plan in the future of doing it for the money, that's cool. That's amazing. But don't think that in the first couple years, you're going to be making even marginal or incremental revenue that is sizable um, in your definition. Um, again, and this is a general statement. There's millions of different things that can, you know, blow your channel up out of randomness or out of genius, right? All mm-hmm. it can take is one video to go super viral for whatever assortment of reasons and bang, you're just kickstarted off on this journey. But I'd say for the most part, um, that doesn't happen. Um, like for me, for example, I've had a bunch of videos that just kind of blew up up to a certain degree. Some videos that, like, as I mentioned, didn't really catch on until later on when it caught on via SEO. But uh, generally, don't expect something in the first couple years to be sizable in any way. Wow. So it's it's quite a grind and it's quite an effort to uh, build build a successful YouTube channel. And I guess over time you have been uh, able to do that. Um, what's, what's the highest number of views for any particular video that you've received? Um, I think, uh, the, the chip video has a million views and that's definitely my highest, but, uh, wow. I have an assortment of videos. I think I have over 220 videos now and all of them can range from, you know, a million down to 500,000, 600,000 down to some videos that have under a thousand views. Right. And some of those videos are either market timed or timely to a degree and they're not being searched as much anymore. And some of those videos are actually getting more views than two years ago um, because they're evergreen pieces of content. Um, so that's why in general, and I think the main message here on YouTube entrepreneurship, you got to love what you're doing. You got to love making videos. You got to love the topic that you're making videos on. And you shouldn't think about it as this is an easy payday that I'm going to get a lot of money from in the first year because people tell you these things. Um, that's not the reality. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess it might seem like easy on the surface, but it is really something that takes time and effort and patience and persistence and, and hard work. And I guess in your case, you have been uh, fortunate that you um, enjoy doing this and you find a topic or uh a topic cars and bikes which you're personally passionate about uh, and you enjoy doing this so for you it's like kind of like a hobby which is also turned into a uh, side business uh, which which is ideally something you want for a successful uh, YouTube uh, filmmaker or channel creator so it seems yeah. like you hit the jackpot 100% like even right now you think about what would be your dream job your dream job for anybody would be to do what you love doing already right so the fact that i can do this and it ties in with my passion and my hobbies and stuff that i love doing already it's just it's perfect um and you're right it does take a lot of work right you know you create a thumbnail you create the seo tags you're editing the video which takes a lot of time you're shooting the videos which takes a lot of time you're investing in all these products and learning about how to use your camera the best way learning how to set up the lighting the best way, learning what microphones to use, when to use them. There's a lot of these things that 
you're investing time in that, you know, it looks like maybe from the surface, it's very easy to do. But believe me, it's very hard. And at first, it takes a lot of time and dedication to learn, to learn and to do it. And even today, I have a lot to learn. And it's just even better that a lot of the stuff that I'm learning here helps me with my primary career in product marketing and in marketing in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's amazing. Um, well, Sandirin, it has been very nice uh, speaking with you and learning about yourself and also your uh, YouTube channel. So thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. For sure. Thanks, Salman. And anyone that's interested, uh, make sure you subscribe, Canadian Rider on YouTube. Uh, thanks for having me on the show again, and I will talk to you soon. Perfect. Uh, listeners, I hope you enjoyed this particular episode and you get a chance to learn about uh, YouTube as uh, as, uh, as a career option. And uh, as uh, Sandurin mentioned, you can uh, follow or subscribe to his uh, YouTube channel, Canadian Rider. And thank you so much for listening to Zonecast and stay tuned for more episodes.